This episode of Cattle Call Podcast is sponsored by Battleground South Cigar Lounge. Located between the Arts District and downtown Columbia, Tennessee, Battleground South offers a range of different whiskeys, bourbons, and other liquors, as well as cigars, like the one I'm smoking on today's episode. Today I'm smoking a TRC Cigars Robusto to officially cross the threshold between March and April of 2021. And the only reason I'm smoking a TRC cigar today is because Battleground South happens to be the only place in the United States that carries this Nicaraguan cigar. So pretty unique experience I'm getting to have. And if you're in Columbia, you can go by and you can have the exact same experience. To keep up with all of the events and products of Battleground South, like their page on Facebook and follow them on Instagram. A big thank you to Julian and the team for sponsoring today's episode. And also a big thank you to you for tuning in to Cattle Call Podcast. See you on the other side. Cattle Call Podcast. Man, it is good to be back. Love a good smoke and mirrors. It is April 1st, 2021. It's 53 degrees and it feels much cooler than that, but I got a nice warm cigar, a nice hot cup of coffee, and man, we are out here to have another great day. I'm Isaac Weston, the host. Um, smoke and Mirrors, if you're, if you're new to Cattle Call Podcast, is my once a month reflection episode where I monologue for about half an hour, hopefully, and reflect on the guests from the month prior. Today I'll be reflecting on March um, and just talking about some more things like that. So thanks for coming by, and uh, hopefully this will just be a great episode. Uh, it seems like I'm obsessed with cigars because I am. I try not to be a slave to them, though, of course, um, but I do enjoy them. I'm reminded of the Mark Twain quote. I think it's pretty funny. Mark Twain, the writer, said, I smoke in moderation only one cigar at a time. So couldn't have said it better myself. That's a, that's a great way of putting it. It's humorous. And it's accurate. Just smoke one at a time. But man, if you're going to smoke, uh, I, I, cigars are the way to go. So, um, yeah, the mar- uh, the month of March. Hold on one second. I got to I got to adjust something so I can hear. Um, March was a was a great month. Uh, it may not look like that to you because honestly, didn't put out a ton of content publicly. But man, did we record a lot of content. Um, let me talk about what we did. So Morgan Tucker, she was the, the main interview this month. Uh, so I'll reflect on her first. And after that, we did, uh, two sports specials, a sports betting special and a March madness special with my buddies, Caleb King and Pete Shadrack, uh, may have been Peter on the, on the web on the website, but, uh, yeah. So getting, going to talk about that and I'll talk a little bit about cattle call periodical, um, all right, so Morgan Tucker, good friend of mine. Uh, if you haven't gotten to listen to the episode yet, Morgan is from a small town between Nashville and Memphis, Tennessee, called Lexington, Tennessee. Uh, went to University of Memphis, graduated there. Uh, and then she went off to Indonesia, which, funny enough, is her, I guess, her ethnic background. Her mom is Indonesian, first-generation immigrant here in America, came from Indonesia, that's where her and her younger sister Alex, who's also been on the episode or on the uh, podcast, she has her own episode. They were both born over there, so it was kind of cool that Morgan got to return there to two, for two and a half years and teach. 
Never thought she'd be a teacher, but she got to teach English as a second language, and uh, now she's back in the United States. So it was great having Morgan on. Um, one cool thing, and I thought about it when I listened to Morgan's episode a little while back, is I always like it when I get to listen to an episode, which which is usually just a conversation with you know a guest and myself. Uh, and I love it when I can listen to it, and then I'll laugh or react when I'm listening to it in the same place that I did when I recorded it. So I love it when we're having a good interaction and, and we laugh about something or you have just some natural reaction and you have the exact same one while you're listening to it. So it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those cool little things about it when you're getting to hear yourself back, hear one of your conversations back, you're like, okay, that was funny then or that was her personality then and I and I laughed at that then but and now I'm also laughing at it. So it's like this continuity you get to experience. That's just a cool thing and I, and I saw a lot of that when I was listening to Morgan's episode. She's a real bubbly personality, loves to talk, good at talking uh, and I, I really appreciated the conversation getting to talk about Asian culture which if you watch the news at all, uh, Asian culture is, is a lot in the news now because of the whole Asian hate deal. Um, so yeah, Asian culture, it's AAPI, which is Asian American Pacific Islander. That's just getting a lot of publicity in the news. So it was cool kind of getting to hear a firsthand experience of being in Asia, like actually being in the motherland, having gone all over Southeast Asia. And then talking about little things I've always been interested in, like the concept of Asian racism. And uh, Morgan was so gracious to talk more about it and talk about her experiences. And of course it was lighthearted and got to joke around about things. Uh, but also, you know, it can be some serious topics. You know, there, there are, it, it is the East. It's a whole different culture than here. If you've ever been overseas, uh, especially if you're from the West and you've gone to the East or vice versa, it is a whole different, it is a whole different world and different experience. And there are things about it that are, that are beautiful and unique and that you cherish, but there also are things where it's like, all right, I think we got we got some, this part figured out, and they, they don't. Um, and that's all right. That makes things different. It's part of the experience. Uh, so really enjoy talking to Morgan about stuff like that. Uh, I believe it was a two-part episode, and don't remember exactly how it was split up, honestly, because it's been so long now. Um, but let me look here. I look at the... Okay, Americanized travel experiences. Oh, she loved to travel. That was something that was we didn't talk about on the podcast, I don't think, but just from my conversations with her. The most expensive part about traveling around the you know Southeast Asia where she was, the most expensive part is just getting over there. Because once you're there, she she would tell me these things about how dirt cheap everything is once you're there, and how cheap and quick it is to get to all these other cool countries and cool places. So you can just go take a quick weekend trip to, you know, Singapore or Bali or, I don't know, Hong Kong maybe. But you, it's just easy once you're over there and, and everybody is so, um, I guess the way it's not, I guess it's like homogenized where everyone's together. Um, and I guess America is very diverse, very unique in that way. But we are one country at the end of the day and over there you you can just get to all these different cultures it's like the same culture which is why it's homogenous but then you get all the different little subcultures of it like the different places the different histories and religions and that so we make it like oh it's asian culture but then there's all these little like subsets of it so that's just kind of cool to hear about um so i was like hearing 
Morgan's experience. Morgan, if you're listening to this, you really need to make a blog. If you do like an Instagram page or a little travel blog, a food blog, um, just whatever, that would just be cool. Uh, I think a lot of people would really get something out of that and really enjoy to see your experience if you ever get back over there. And if you, you know, stay over here, there's still cool things you can do. Documenting stuff here as well. Anyway, Morgan, um, and, and really enjoyed listening to you to you talk about things and share your experience and um, talk about Asian culture for for a white American like me that doesn't understand it, never really been around it too much. Definitely not to the extent you have. Um, so that was just that was just a cool podcast, and uh, and thanks for being so open and bubbly. It's always fun to listen to somebody who enjoys talking. And always makes it easier on the host as well. I will say, if you're going to go on a podcast. All right. Um, so yeah, Morgan Tucker. Again, that was the main interview I put out this month. So it's a good one. Two-part episode. Go back and check it out. Um, thank you, Morgan. All righty. Oh, gosh. This was this was foolish. Did a sports betting episode and then a March Madness special episode. Back-to-back, same night with my buddies Caleb King and Peter Shadrack. Uh and that part was fun. Well, I guess the, the most fun thing about that episode is it was just a different format than what I normally do, which really you're gonna you'll see it more later on. But March was one of those months of of like firsts because, and I'll, I'll talk more about it in a second. But like we had more topical episodes, uh, had different formats of episodes. Uh, this was nice because I got more equipment in, and so Pete uh, King, we go Caleb King, we call him King. Pete King and, and I, we got to all use equipment and do a podcast. So that was cool. But then also I got to do a round table later with more guys, did a topical episode with uh, expert Liz, did a real quick back to basics kind of business episode with a guy named Bryce and then did a long, the longest podcast episode I've ever done and I have to chop it up into multiple sections and, and I'm going to have to go ahead and um, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna put a lot of that stuff in the vault for later, but uh, with my with my friend Bailey. So, anyway, it was a productive month. But on on to King and Pete, uh, talk sports betting. If you know nothing about it, now's a good time to get into it, um, because sports are starting to come back. Of course, with sports, there it's not just betting on the game or just like one facet of a game. I mean, there's stuff like you can bet on the the kind of cleats a player will wear or whatever or certain kind of dances or whatever. You can bet on literally everything. And my buddy King talks a lot about it. So if you want to know a little bit more like a 30,000-foot view of sports betting, that's what that episode is. If you just want something lighthearted, easygoing, laughing, or maybe you won't laugh a lot. We laughed a lot. And uh, we, you would have laughed more if I would have kept some of that stuff I had to edit out in. Uh, but no cursing, but maybe not jokes that are – some of y'all speed. So, but yeah, it, sh- it was just different. It was just more of those. All right. Just joking around, just your, your personality and getting to just hang out with a couple of dudes. So, uh, and it, it was really a troll episode. King was being authentic in his picks and his analysis. And then Pete has watched a, about as much college basketball this season as I'm covering right now in this episode. I mean, he hasn't seen any of it. And so he'd make it sound all authentic, but he doesn't know at all what he's talking about. But it was hilarious. So we just had a, we just had a good time with that. So and then it was a beast to edit. I had to sit there for three hours and edit that thing. But it was it was definitely worth it. So thank you, King. Thank you, Pete, for coming on and being yourselves, joking around. 
And uh, on a serious note, I mean, they're great dudes. They're, they're super solid bros, man. Hold me accountable. Make me a better man. And, uh, they're, they're hungry, man. They're just, they're hungry dudes. They're always wanting to get better. They're working hard. Uh, Pete is a, um, he, he kind of works in like, he oversees properties. He works for a, a corporation that has rental properties and he's kind of the liaison between the company and the tenants. So he works a lot with people, but he also has his real estate license and he, uh, started a, a wholesale business where he'll buy houses in cash and, um, sell them for you. So pretty much like he is the middleman now. Uh, but he's like doing that on the side. Of course, he's, I'd argue my most successful roommate of the last couple of years because he, he works hard and he bought the house that I'm living in now. So he's engaged, about to get married, got himself a new truck, got himself a house, has the dog, which is our, our house mascot. Um, AKA boo boo bear is what we call her as a joke. But yeah, so just, uh, Pete's a good dude. King King's a great dude as well, man. Um, he works in sales. I actually got to go with him all day yesterday in, in Oxford, Mississippi, where Ole Miss is. Oxford's a great town. If you ever get the chance, you got to get down to Oxford, Mississippi. It's a great town. Uh, and I got to just shadow King and hang out with him while he went around and did his sales. Man, was uh, shaking hands and kissing babies. And uh, just, a, just a good dude, man. He got himself a brand new truck, too. So here we go, man. They're, they're happening. They're making it happen. So thank you, Pete. Thank you, King, for coming on. All right, Catacall Periodical real quick. So it's the uh, the news podcast for Catacall Podcast. It's a Monday through Friday, usually between three and five minutes. I hit on national, international, uh, sports, politics, religion, not religion, I'm sorry, entertainment. It's semi-religious because I do start with a Bible verse of the day. And occasionally putting a little comment here or there, um, but for the most part, it's just it's just objective news. I'm just pulling sources and writing a script and reading it off. One thing I'm going to do differently, though, is I try to keep it real quick and concise, and just give you the vital information to to keep people informed with not much negativity or um, like confirmation bias or anything like that. Just want to kind of just tell you what's going on so you can be a good citizen. However, going forward, I'm going to start it. I started today, but for the month of April, I want to keep them between one and three minutes and just, man, rapid fire news. Just something you'd hear on the radio in between commercial breaks and a transition back into maybe like the music lineup. And they'll, and they'll go to the quick, you know, boom, 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 boom. Here's what happened. Here's what we know. That, and then that's it. So you're getting like your news in, in a minute. Kind of, I kind of want to do it to about that. But with music, the Bible verse of the day, the on this day in history, it's going to be a little bit longer than that. So. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. And if people don't like it or I don't like it or both, then we'll just go back to the original format. But yeah, so Catacall Periodical, whole different podcast, different than this. If you follow this, you're not going to automatically get those. You have to go follow that one to just keep up with that. It's Catacall Periodical with uh, a gold background, same branding. It's the bowl with a cigar, but it's gold with the blue artwork. And then this one, of course, is the blue with the gold artwork. So it's just the inverse of it. Yeah, so thank you for the support on that one. That one is uh, doing decent, honestly. Not as not nearly as popular as this uh, this podcast, but people like it. We've gotten some good feedback on that. All right, coming up here in the month of April, I have expert Liz. Her episode actually comes out at midnight, so Friday on your way to work, it'll be about an hour of content. But 
Uh, we are talking just sex and sexuality from a woman's point of view, uh, different than me because, of course, I'm, I'm a Christian conservative man, and I, I see things through my lens. And then um, from, from as far as I know, Liz is not a, a Christian conservative man. You know, She's a woman. Uh, but she talked more about her, her view more, I would say like more of a, like a worldly being like the kind of the, the stuff that I'm hearing more like on Twitter, I'm seeing more in the news, the stuff you're probably hearing about different discussions people are having, like people in the, in the college environment, um, or like the way professors are now addressing sexuality, the way, you know, op-eds are talking about it. it. It was more on that side of things. And so it's a whole different perspective of mine. So it was interesting getting to hear it. And, of course, we had a really good conversation afterwards. I want to thank Liz ahead of time for being such a good sport because it's easy when I get to sit back there and just, you know, ask off questions that I either predetermined or, you know, were provoked during our conversation. And it's a lot harder to answer some of those big questions on the spot. But she did a great job. And afterwards, we had a really good conversation just as a group over at Alex Tucker's house. Um and just talking more about it, more about just personal stuff and our personal takes on things. Um, so hopefully do another follow-up episode like that sometime before I'm out of Memphis. So uh, that'll be coming up on April 2nd. It's just, it is about sexuality. It's not, you know, crass. Like you're not hearing anything super vulgar, but just a heads up. I mean, you're not going to hear much more than just like sexuality as a whole. So if you want to say, oh, I want to listen to this, you know, alone or, or for, there are people I want to listen to this too because they're interested in this, then now you know going into it what it's going to be about. Um, have a round table. Gosh, this was a cool experience. It was cool because I went from this conversation where it was just topical. It was nothing about the person and it was nothing about different areas of their life or perspective. It was just this one topic. So that was a whole new style of episode. And then I went to a round table with three guys had Tom DuBois, had John Fuer, and I had David Cruz. We did it at Battleground South, uh, the cigar lounge that sponsors this episode. And uh, they they were uh, gracious to host us there. Had a great roundtable for a little bit over an hour, and we talked about cancel culture, and we talked about social life and the social culture of America and also finances. So it was like social life and finances were kind of blended into one topic, and then cancel culture. And, um, but Tom and David are both attorneys, um, between the two that they've done justice work and, uh, military service and, um, you know, they're ones of Cuban descent. Uh, they've, they've lived in, in different parts of the country. And then John Fuer's the same. He, he's former corporate for nearly 40 years, worked in human resources, uh, did the inclusion diversity kind of stuff, but, um, not as, I guess not, I don't want to say extreme, but it's pretty much like not as extreme as the stuff we're hearing about now. It, he has a very good middle ground on the two of like, all right, what do we conserve? What do we hold true and hold fast to? But, you know, what are areas we, that we haven't, you know, explored yet that, you know, that's, that's worth hearing, worth entertaining, worth implementing. So it was, it was a great little, great little uh, round table. Felt great leaving it. They did such a great job. I'm, su- I'm just super excited to release it. And hopefully have uh, more of those different topics with different guests coming soon. So thank you, gentlemen, for that. Um, I got Bryce Bailey. Bryce is the owner of Stacks Pancake Kitchen, 
which is a, is a local restaurant in Memphis. There's an East Memphis location, a Germantown location, and there's soon to be one in South Haven, Mississippi, which is right over the line in the southern suburbs of Memphis. Uh, Bryce is just a cool dude, and he talked about a little bit of his story, then how he got into stacks. He doesn't have a restaurant background at all, um, but just had a good quick half-hour conversation, back to basics. Um, and so if you're ever in the area, man, great food, great food, great food, great service, great atmosphere. So I would definitely, definitely recommend Stacks, S-T-A-K-S. You'll hear more about it. Um, so that was cool, Bryce. And, and I got my friend Bailey Inman. She's worked in uh, film. She's a published author. She's written two books, co-written one, written one, um, done, oh man, like, short films, um, worked on films like independent films, been in LA working in film, been in Memphis working on films. Uh, now she works for a ministry. She's like the producer. Um, and her and I just get along real well. So we just were absolutely belligerent joked around for about three and a half hours. So I have to edit a lot of that out. Um, there's pretty much no structure to that conversation. It was just fluid, whatever you wanted to talk about and joke around but it was a ton of fun man ton of fun so that one will be coming out in april too so that's four right there you got expert liz you got the round table discussion you got bryce bailey then you got bailey inman so that'll be cool um and a quick this is i just talked about bailey she works at a, a ministry called uh love worth finding and adrian rogers is a, a pastor he passed away and i think 2000 like five or six or four, somewhere around that time. And he was the head pastor of a church called Bellevue, Bellevue Baptist Church, which is a massive church in Memphis. If you're on 40, you'll see the three crosses off the interstate. And uh, he, of course, wasn't responsible for the, the growth and success of the church, but he definitely had the, uh, the notoriety to help it grow. But he was just a, a super solid preacher and teacher. Anyway, the ministry he started and leaves behind is the one that she's a producer at so it's cool because i've gotten to go up there for about the last year and occasionally go do some voiceover work do a little bit on camera stuff most for the most part it's voiceover and uh just help them out and they help me out help me a ton help me get better um but then this one thing i got to do this last month uh, that'll be coming out here in about two weeks is called conversations that matter I want to say it's a 10-part series discussing some old lessons um, about the things Christians ought to know, which is a book written by Dr. Adrian Rogers, but I think it was also a sermon series or at least like a lesson circuit um, uh, of these 10 different lessons. And so I got to be on the on the first panel talking about the Bible being the Word of God and uh, most ill-equipped and I would say unworthy person on the panel, honestly, but was it was a fantastic, just a wonderful experience. There was a, a young married couple. There's the CEO of the ministry. There's another um, pastor, a guy who works for uh, Southern Baptist Convention now. He was on there. And they all just gave such great takes. So I, I'm eager to see the, the final production of that, which will be coming out on April 15th, I believe. And I'll uh, definitely be promoting that just so people can learn more. It'd be great no matter where you're at in, in your faith. If you are a Christian... If you're of no faith at all and you want to hear just you want to be challenged in it, man, this would be this would be a good series for for all of us to listen to no matter where you're at in life. Um, so yeah, that'll be conversations that matter.
Oh, and you wouldn't believe it, but a nice Cooper's Hawk flying right over me right now. It's been wild. Right before I recorded, a military helicopter, couldn't really see the make, uh, was not an Apache. An Apache flew over a couple weeks ago, but we had another military helicopter fly over a few minutes before, and man, that thing was a beast. And and now this Cooper's Hawk is just circling our house. Oh, man. Dude, if you are a small bird, you would not want to be over here right now. That's all I'm going to say. Nothing better. All right. Uh, I'm going to talk about one book. I'm almost done reading a couple other ones, but there's a, a beast of a book I finished up in March that I think is important to touch on called How Should We Then Live by Francis Schaeffer, The Rise and Decline of Western Thought and Culture. I'm just going to read off the chapters real quickly because it's a historical book with some commentary, and it's just it's just fascinating. It was written, I want to say it was published in like 1974, if I remember right, or 76, 1976. Yeah, so 1976, um, and so the, the all the different chapters, we have Ancient Rome, the Middle Ages, the Renaissance, the Reformation, the Reformation Continued the Enlightenment, the rise of modern science, the breakdown of philosophy and science, modern philosophy and modern theology, modern art, music, literature, and films, our society, manipulation, and the new elite, and then the alternatives. Um, Oh, dude, it was just, it was a fantastic book. If you like history, this is a great book for you to read. If you like art and literature and um, even a little bit of architecture and just looking at like anthropology, sociology, you'd like this book. If you're a Christian and you want to learn more about, I guess, like the work of Christianity and philosophy, like Judeo-Christian worldview in action, this is a great book. It's not all obsessed with like, oh, this is Christianity in the Bible and that's all you're talking about. So if you're not a Christian, you're not going to like it or you'll disagree with it. There's really not a whole lot of that in there, if I'm being honest. Um, a lot of it was just what these guys thought, what they did, why it happened the way it did. Um it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic book. Oh, man, I cannot recommend it enough. How Should We Then Live? Man, it's just, yeah, it's good. Um, all right, all right. Let's come back into it now. As individuals, as good citizens, as Americans, as people of other countries, but those who want to see things get better, we gotta, we gotta be willing to be bold. I have no problem being openly conservative and talking about it and talking to people that think differently than me. I have no problem with it. I enjoy doing it, but that's been a long time coming. It hasn't always been that way. And I talked to other people like me and, and they've come around recently, like I have, where they are more vocal and more willing to talk and want to share and what, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but they, and myself included, aren't, we're not, we're not doing enough, right? The people that are making stuff happen, whether it's critical theory, you know, um, whether it's, you know, gun control, whether it's the stuff with all the stuff regarding immigration, that's a whole different topic. All these are different topics. They're all huge, massive topics that I'm, I'm not going to conquer and know all the answers to, especially right now by myself on a podcast in my backyard smoking a cigar. Uh, but that's one time to solve the world's problems, babies, when you're smoking a cigar. I know that. 
they're making it happen. So now it's like our role as people is to match their stride. When I think about the men and women of how should we then live, the men and women in the book that occupied all these just wonderful, crazy times in history were usually countercultural. You know, they, they had to be bold. Even if it wasn't hard at the time or if everybody was doing it, they still had to have, like, they had to persevere. They had to have this longevity of their boldness to make it happen. And when I read the book and I got done, I was like, man, everything good that happened, it's because bold men and women stepped up and they made it happen. And then what happened was the pendulum, it swung back to the other side and people of other beliefs who, of course, we're at a, you were always at a time of prosperity when it happened. They started doing the opposite. But what they did is they matched the stride of the, the bold men and women. And so right now what's going on is I don't believe any of the institutions, any of the, most of the elites, I can't say any, but overall the institutions and most of the elites are not being run by good people who have our best interests in mind. And the thing is they probably think that they do. They probably think the stuff like critical theory, like it's good and it's beneficial and it's exactly what we need. You know, stuff like whatever, it's socialism, like whether it's economic or social or like cultural socialism, cultural Marxism. People think, man, this is a great idea. But none of that stuff is the stuff that was used to build the world we have today, to build, of course, this book's about the West. None of that is what built the West. And the the I the ideals that built the West and the people that hold those ideals are absolutely just getting torched by the people that hate those ideals and or have ideals of their own that are different that they want to implement. So right now, people like Isaac Owen Weston are completely being outpaced by those in power. And not just those in power, usually those in power are being convinced by those who aren't in power but are the loudest in the room right it's crazy because all this just absolutely ridiculous things you see for instance the dr seuss deal there's no way absolutely no way that a hundred million people looked at these six books that they pulled off the shelves and said man these are so unbelievably racist ban them and because of that shoot let's ban more of them because the same racist wrote more of them there's no way it was 100 million. In fact, it was probably a handful. I'd be surprised if it was even a thousand people that thought like that. Probably could be. I could be way wrong. It could have been 100 million. But let's just say it's a thousand. Well, those a thousand people, man, they they might have kicked and screamed, but dude, they got it done. They made it happen. Where was I? Where were the people like me? Well, it's like, oh no, we don't want to get canceled. No, because well, they're the ones in control. They're, they're gonna they're gonna drop the hammer on us, dude. At this point, who cares, man? It's just we we got to start be, like being ourselves. They're being themselves. I got to be myself. You got to be yourself. We got to step up. May never we may never see we may never see the fruit of it either. Is is a crazy thing. I kind of want to end it on. It's a great quote I saw. Don't even know who I can attribute it to, but it says, "Great civilizations are made by men who plant trees which they know they will never sit under." 
Man, if we believe what we truly believe and we know we believe it, are we willing to fight for that belief to absolutely no avail? And we may never see any of the good consequences of it while we're still alive. But later on, someone might write, how should we then live too? And it'll talk about this time in history where bold men and women stepped up and they persevered and they made it happen. The be yourself idea. It's flawed because human nature is flawed. But no matter what you believe spiritually, everybody's been given a certain personality by God, certain traits, certain characteristics, certain passions and desires, because there's something that you're supposed to do with that to make things better, to make a good impact to those around you and the community that you're in at that time for a reason. So as I try to learn more about who I am and how to truly be myself and keep myself in check from being left to my own devices, how do I use the personality and desires that God gave me to make the greatest impact on those around me and help them become better, make them better individuals, make them better fathers, mothers, bosses, employers, employees, quarterbacks, whatever the role is, how do we do it? That's just call to action. I don't even know if I'm supposed to do a call to action on a podcast and if it'll even do anything, but be better. Get better every single day. Be yourself. Be honest with yourself. Man, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Somebody come take this cigar. Ooh, I don't even know. I'm going to have to go edit some of this stuff and, and put it all together. Too many pauses and rambling nonsense but man we got to see a cooper sock while we were out here got to have a cigar it was not a bad time at all not a bad time at all so in the month of april let's all be willing to plant the trees of which we might never get to sit under thank you guys for listening see you on the other side